From Clocker Valley in County Tyrone, we present... Let the Bible Speak. It's good to have you join us as Gospel Minister, the Reverend Peter McIntyre, is here to let the Bible speak and preach Christ in all his fullness. Good afternoon. In a few minutes, we're going to be thinking about the Judas kiss. First, here's a gospel song from Parker Donnelly. I'm using my Bible for a roadmap. Ten commandments tell me what to do. The twelve disciples are my road sign. And heaven is my final stop someday. There'll be no teasers in heaven No rough roads along the way I'm using my Bible for a roadmap And heaven is my final stop someday Today I want to talk to you about Judas Iscariot, the man who betrayed the Lord Jesus Christ, the one who made a Solomon a tragic choice. In John chapter 13 and the verse 30 we read that Judas, having received the sop, went immediately out, and it was night. The man who betrayed Jesus Christ. First of all, let us think about Judas's profession. Judas was a very privileged person because he was numbered with the disciples. Not only was he numbered with the disciples, but he was given a position of responsibility because he looked after the money that the little group of men used to buy themselves food and other necessities. Judas was in the company of the likes of Peter and James and John and Andrew. He was in the company of Jesus Christ. In fact, he was chosen by Jesus Christ to be one of his followers. He saw the most astonishing miracles taking place. He saw Lazarus, for example, being raised from the dead. He heard some of the greatest miracles ever. He heard some of the greatest sermons ever preached. He stood there upon the mount and he heard the Lord utter words which amazed absolutely everyone. But yet, 
Judas did not truly know Christ. He knew about Christ. He knew the physical person of Christ. But he did not know Jesus Christ in his heart. He had a profession, but it was an empty profession. And today you may attend church. You may be a member of that church. You may take communion. You may have been baptised. You may hold office in that church. And yet you may be unconverted. You may know about Jesus Christ. You may practice religion. But yet your soul at this time is a lost soul. Is that so with you? Let us also think about Judas's possession. Why did Judas do what he did? In Luke 22 verse 3 we read that Satan entered into Judas. And in John 13 verse 2 we read the devil having now put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot to betray him. Satan inspired him and drove him to do what he did. He possessed the devil. Now Judas was one singular man. There never will be another Judas. Satan will never inspire anyone to do what Judas ever did again. He was one man. But yet there is a lesson from this. Satan is still in the business of deceiving and duping souls. For example, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 3 and 4 we read, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them that believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. People reject the gospel. People say they do not need to be saved. People turn away from Jesus Christ because the devil, who is here called the God of this world, blinds their minds. Be careful lest you are not deceived by Satan himself. To be deceived by Satan is to be entirely and eternally destroyed. Let's also think about Judas's passion. Why did Judas do what he did? What was it that the devil used in order to tempt and to tantalize Judas and to bring him to that point of absolute submission? What was his weakness? We all have weaknesses. We all have sins that were more prone to commit than other sins. We all have temptations within us. What was Judas's weakness? What was his passion in life? In Matthew 26 verse 15 we read that Judas said to the chief priests, What will ye give me and I will deliver him unto you? And they covenanted with him for 30 pieces of silver. And from that time he sought opportunity to betray him. When he realised he was going to get paid and well paid for betraying Jesus. That was enough. His weakness was money and Satan exploited that weakness. Now for some people money still is an incredible weakness. Or as the Bible would put it, the love of money. Because First Timothy chapter 6 verse 10 reads, For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows people have committed crimes they're in prison they have hurt people because of the love of money but other people are consumed by lust by immoral behaviour by adultery by anger by a filthy tongue Satan will use a particular aspect of our lives of our moral makeup to keep us from God and what is he using in your life to keep you from God today if you're not a Christian what is it you're putting in front of Jesus Christ Oh, do not be deceived. What is your passion? What is your God? What is your idol? And then we also want to think about Judas's 
prediction. Judas received a warning. Jesus predicted that Judas would do what he did. In Matthew twenty six twenty three, Jesus said, He that dippeth his hand with me in the dish, the same shall betray me. The Son of Man goeth as it is written of him. But woe unto that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It had been good for that man if he had not been born. Then Judas, which betrayed him, answered and said, Master, is it I? He said unto him, Thou hast said. The other disciples did not fully understand what was going on here. Later, they would reflect upon it. and They would acknowledge, yes, Judas received this prediction. Judas was actually told that if he would betray Jesus, it would be better if he had never been born. But still he went and did what he did. He ignored the warnings. He went straight through every red light. And he went straight through every red light to his own destruction. We are told that after he heard this warning, he went immediately out. It was night. There is a solemn picture there. It was night because it was night for his soul. He had reached the point of no return. He never again would have an opportunity to know Jesus Christ. And everyone reaches that point of no return in their own spiritual experience. There's no turning back. You turn from Christ. You turn from Christ. You go into the night. And then there is the time when there's no going back. Oh, you be careful today. This could be your last opportunity to get right with God. Don't ignore the warnings. And then let us also think about Judas's proposition. How did he betray Jesus? He betrayed Jesus with a kiss. The kiss of friendship was an act of betrayal. The Judas kiss, as we call it today. It is not possible to pretend that you are a friend of Jesus while at the same time you reject him. And perhaps you are kissing Christ. You are pretending that you are in the side of Christ. That you are a Christian. And all the while you are turning away from him. Not everyone that says, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven. In the final place, let us think about Judas's punishment. This is certainly the most solemn aspect of all. Judas, after he saw Christ being taken away to be crucified, he realised what he had done. The enormity of his sins were a huge weight about his neck. He had now reached the place where he could reflect upon what Christ said. It would be better for him if he had not been born. And so he went to those people who paid him the money for help to the chief priests, to those who were allegedly and by profession the spiritual guardians of the people and he handed in those thirty pieces of silver he said I have sinned I have betrayed innocent blood and they said what is that to us and then he went out and he hung himself he died friendless he died without hope he died with no one by his side he realised that he had been used and abused by others and it was now too late. The money now meant nothing to him. He no longer wanted that money. He could see no future for himself. Now Judas did not take his own life because he was suffering from extreme depression or mental illness. If you today are suffering from extreme depression or mental illness and you feel that temptation, take your own life. Please don't do that. You go and seek for help. You talk to people. 
It is so important. There are people out there who will help you, who will befriend you, who will assist you. I know these have been difficult times. Some people have been very lonely. Please stop in your tracks if you're in a place of great psychological darkness. But this wasn't Judas's problem. Judas's problem was that he knew spiritually he had reached the place of no return. He had sinned against Jesus Christ. He had done what no other person ever had done and ever could do. He was the son of perdition. And the weight of that was upon him. And there was no grace and there was no turning back. And there was no forgiveness. And I know Judas stands alone in the history of the world. And no one could ever be really compared to this man. But the real lesson is this. Satan discards those whom he dupes. He casts them off. And that's what happened to this man. He had reached the point of no return. He had sinned against his day of grace. It's a solemn, solemn thing. And the Bible says, My spirit shall not always strive with man. In Stone Mountain in the USA, in the state of Georgia, there is the largest piece of exposed granite in the world. It is a dome-shaped mountain. And if you're at the top of that mountain, you could walk. And the slope seems to be very gradual and very gentle at first. But if you keep walking and walking, eventually you'll go into a, an uncontrolled run. And you'll not be able to stop. You'll not be able to get back. You'll reach a point of no return. Gravity will push you all the way to your own destruction. Very dangerous place to be. But spiritually people do that. They turn from God. They turn from the gospel. And then eventually they reach the place of no return. This happened to Judas. Oh dear friend. Listen to the warning signs. Turn to Jesus Christ. While he is calling you. While he is speaking to you. Don't reject Christ. Embrace him as your saviour and do so today I thank you so much for listening and please remember the broadcast after midday here on Radio Star Country on Sunday You've been listening to Let the Bible Speak If we can be of any further spiritual help or if you would like to receive some free gospel literature we invite you to write to us Our mailing address is Let the Bible Speak Reverend Peter McIntyre 13 Willand Crescent Five Mile Town, County Tyrone, BT75OQL. That's Let the Bible Speak, Reverend Peter McIntyre, 13 Willand Crescent, Five Mile Town, County Tyrone, BT75OQL. For further information, you may phone us at 028 8952 1611. 028 8952 1611. Thank you for listening today. May the Lord richly bless you. And don't forget to tune in on this same station at the same time next week when once again we turn to the Scriptures and let the Bible speak. <laughs>